This is What's New and What's Next from the team behind Civic at the San Francisco Public Press. First, what's new in the city? COVID cases last week reached a new peak that makes previous spikes look pretty flat in comparison. The seven-day average case rate went to more than a thousand cases a day last week, which is record-breaking in San Francisco. Hospitalizations have been rising too, though not as dramatically as case numbers. The spike is having an effect on everything from shelters to schools to hospitals. Last week, the school district saw days with more than 600 teachers and other staff in city schools absent. Pre-pandemic, anywhere between two and 300 teachers might be out in a day on average. But last week, the district was struggling to find substitutes. So they brought in qualified administrative staff to help. Even the superintendent took a class, according to the San Francisco Chronicle, which reached him by phone while his students were working on an assignment independently. Educators have been negotiating with the district for better access to testing. One group of teachers planned a sick out without union approval, but few participants showed up to a press conference about it. More coverage on schools at sfchronicle.com and missionlocal.org. Several homeless shelters saw COVID outbreaks last week, and Mission Local reports that the response has been inconsistent from one to the next. Specifically, one shelter built in a former warehouse was told to keep its guests who had tested positive for the virus because there wasn't enough space in shelter-in-place hotels. A family shelter that recently accommodated an untested family had to scramble to create an isolated space for them to stay after being told the same thing, no hotels. Other shelters, meanwhile, were transferring guests to hotels. As of this recording on Friday, January 7th, the Department of Public Health had not explained this discrepancy to Mission Local. Hundreds of healthcare workers were out last week from their jobs at local hospitals, too, according to the San Francisco Examiner. At least 250 staff from San Francisco General and 70 from Laguna Honda Hospital were out. The CEO of SF General said the emergency department isn't opening all of its beds because they can't be staffed. More at sfexaminer.com. Elections will soon be upon us, and the money is pouring in. On February 15th, voters will weigh who should fill the assembly seat vacated by David Chu. He left to take the city attorney job here in the city. And that race is racking up hundreds of thousands in campaign contributions. One of the candidates is Supervisor Matt Haney. The San Francisco Examiner reports his campaign has raised over $675,000 as of the first of the year. Entrepreneur Bilal Mahmoud has raised more than $455,000, $100,000 of which he donated to his own campaign. David Campos, a former city supervisor who was until recently working as the district attorney's chief of staff, has raised more than $350,000. And finally, City College Board Trustee Thea Selby has raised more than $100,000. Another item on that ballot is going to be a question of whether or not to recall three members of the school board. The examiner reports that funding here is incredibly lopsided. As of last Wednesday, the three board members had only raised $5,000 to fight a staggering $1.1 million campaign against them. 400,000 of that comes from tech investor Arthur Rock, and venture capitalist David Sachs is the second biggest donor at nearly $75,000. That's what's new. Here's what's coming up next on the city's calendar. On Tuesday, January 11th at 2 p.m., the San Francisco Board of Supervisors will meet. They'll start things off with Mayor London Breed's appearance before the board. This is a regular appearance where she's scheduled for a question and answer session mandated by the city charter. 
She's expected to talk about the future of road closures in Golden Gate Park along the great highways and through the city's slow streets program. Other issues, including her plans for addressing the drug crisis in the Tenderloin, might also come up. Another proposal they'll consider would allow the Department of Elections to start an open-source voting pilot program, which would allow the city to use publicly available computer code instead of products from the Dominion Voting Company. This company has a monopoly on the city's voting system, and if the pilot program proves that it can provide better transparency and security, it could be in place for the November election. The public can watch this meeting on SFGov TV, which also provides instructions on how to give public comment. This has been What's New and What's Next. Our music is from the Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Laura Wenis. Thanks for listening. <laughs>